Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen us? Sorry, wrong commercial. I'm Megan. And I'm John. And, and we're, we're the, the Retro, Retro Club, Club, where we take movies we grew up with and break them down. We discuss our likes and dislikes, the characters, soundtrack, and how the movies have aged over time. Find us every Wednesday wherever you stream your favorite podcast. And join in on the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Slasher at the Retro Club Pod. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> Maryland is known for many things. The Baltimore Ravens, the Chesapeake Bay, and even the birthplace of the National Anthem. Unfortunately, it also played a big role in the Civil War, housing thousands of Confederate soldiers as prisoners. In Scotland, Maryland, there was an exceptionally overcrowded prison that resulted in the death of nearly 4,000 soldiers. While the town has paid homage to these men who lost their lives, regardless of which side they were fighting for, it still doesn't quell the spirits left behind. At Point Lookout State Park. Hello, you are listening to, or so they say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. What's and wrong? And it's you. It's you this time. What? Making dumb noises before hitting record. And then, oh, did I? Because I'm always the one like sitting over here doing something stupid at the start. Okay, yeah. well, I made stupid noises because I was falling asleep before this. So what mm-hmm. I did to wake myself up <laughs> like a normal <laughs> human being was eat a bowl of cereal, <laughs> even though it's like, you know, six o'clock at night. Um, In the evening. In the, in the yet. eve, sorry. But so the dairy, I don't know. I'm just nervous about <laughs> the dairy now. <laughs> I have a very sultry voice right now because daycare germs are real. And my child is snotty and yucky. And now I'm snotty and yucky. So Yay, so keep that away from me. I'm going to try desperately to not like cough and just die in the microphone and <laughs> sniffle a bunch. <laughs> I was trying to see, so this is the last episode we've released before Halloween, isn't it? Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yep. This, I don't know about everybody else. I The trend I've seen is the same way I feel, which is like, I love Halloween and I love fall. It is my favorite, my favorite season, my favorite holiday, everything. It just hasn't really felt like it. No. You know how over the top we go in our house with decorations? Yeah. We've put up the blow-ups outside, and mm-hmm. so John would be in a good mood when he gets home this evening because he's had a bad day at work. I found our Halloween pillows in the garage, and mm. I put them out, so I'm like, wow. Yes. <laughs> so. it's, we have, like, our outside decorations up, but it took us, like, two weeks before Halloween to put them up, and usually, like, sometimes September 1st, like I've got the got the decorations out. Yeah, that's how me and John um, are too. Not this time. I don't know. It just what's going <sighs> on this year, guys? <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's just not the year. It's just not a good year. And also, more bad news. Um, by the time you're hearing this, this is showing how late we might or might not be recording this. But I don't care. Um, do you see about Leslie Jordan? Yes. What the heck? Did you know how? 
car crash. I didn't know that until like I looked it up earlier. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, he wasn't that old. Maybe it was like health complications. No. Uh huh. Yeah, it was just car crash. Car accident. What? Yeah. What an awful, like, 2022 has been a whirlwind. Like, God, what? You want to talk about car crashes? Jesus, this past week, uh, oh, weekend. I was like, who got in a car crash? Whoops. Me. You're Hi. right. <laughs> I told you guys, I don't know if it was here or on my other podcast, but I mentioned that I was going to Michigan for a wedding. It was probably the other podcast, because I don't think we've talked mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, because John and I... Uh, retro club pod or just retro club <laughs> um <laughs> talked about how we were going to a friend's wedding and it was up in michigan close to detroit and we were driving home and i was asleep i was the passenger not the driver obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and i was that's asleep. why they bricked <laughs> <laughs> no i was asleep and we were almost home we were in noblesville and all of a sudden i wake up to screeching tires and yelling and john slammed me on the brakes and i was like what (laughs) and the car in front of us slammed on their brakes and they swerved and as soon as that car swerved there was a truck like a trailer flatbed there and we just ran right into it great it had come off the back of someone's truck and was just careening through traffic oh it wasn't connected to anything no no, oh, I thought I know because I didn't. I haven't gotten to ask you details about it oh. because I figured you were like stressed out enough the way it was, so I haven't asked. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was three lanes, and we were in the middle lane, and the two cars in front of us both slammed on the brakes and swerved to the left. Uh, the truck in front of us had to miss it by a hair because this, as soon as they were out of our line of sight. The trailer was there. Mm-hmm. And John like it, ripped the wheel as hard as he could, but we still hit it on the passenger side. Was it moving? Yes, was the tra- it was still in motion. And the truck it was attached to is nowhere to be found. <laughs> it had just fallen off, obviously. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. So um, we end up getting pulled over and calling the police. And while they were getting information from us, we're trying to explain where it happened because we didn't stop right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to explain where it was on the highway, and they said, oh, well, we just got another call Call that someone else hit it. So we found it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So they sent a- another cop out to go to the scene of the crash, and the trailer bed was gone. So whoever lost it must have U-turned got it and drove off so now it's considered a hit and run (laughs) good yeah i would say so yeah and i have a rental car and my (laughs) this is my rogue that twice in six months i've had to take it in to get fixed for something Mm -hmm. and uh, it's seven thousand dollars in damage (sighs) just got that uh, and it sucks because it's newer so it's not totaled Oh no, no, it's not totaled. But my deductible is only three hundred. Oh neat. So <laughs> I don't have. I mean, I still have to pay three hundred bucks, but it could be, could have been a lot worse. And I did not have the baby in the car with us, so yes. she stayed with my mom and dad. Um, yeah, but we're fine. 
John was all shaken up and I had just woken up when it all happened. <laughs> so if I would have slept through it, I would not have been injured. If it were any worse, I'm sure of it. I'd be limp noodle. <laughs> right. Like he's like, I'm shaking. I'm sweating. I was like, I'm hungry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was a long story to tell you guys that I'm fine, but my car is not and it's in the shop right now. No, it's fine. I didn't know the details. So mm. well, now, you know, <laughs> But anyway, like we were mentioning earlier, it's almost Halloween. So like happy early Halloween because you won't be hearing from us again until after Halloween. So that's kind of a bummer. I know. And you're probably... It doesn't feel like Halloween. Like we're coming up on it soon. Like at this point, it will be not even a week away. When I go home, I think I'm going to light some fall candles and maybe set out another... I know it seems silly because Halloween's like right here, but... I am going to probably sell just a couple more decorations to feel in the spirit. <laughs> See, we um, don't get a ton of trick-or-treaters. So, like, this is... I mean, I feel like we got pretty good decorations outside for what it is. Um, I will say the good thing about not being in the mood for Halloween so much this year is we haven't bought candy yet, which means I haven't eaten a lot of candy. Yeah, we so. had, we bought a couple of things, but nothing... Nothing crazy. No, nah, I'm about to buy a singular bag because every year I try to treat these kids and mm-hmm. then like five kids show up. So you're getting one bag of candy. That I think so too. Like and a we, small one. We got a couple of kids. I don't see, I don't know how to prepare for COVID. I bought the, my house during the pandemic. And so I'm like, people are starting to go out more now. Mm-hmm. It's been two years. Yeah. <laughs> so Also, I wonder how the weather's going to be. It's been so... Mm the the fluctuation like it's there's been it went to like the 40s and the 50s up to back like what almost 80 depending on the day yeah. and the the heat index and there's been rain and that like the other morning what morning did i wake up and like the windows were frosted because of the sudden drop and i was like what in the world like yeah. get it together that could also be why i'm sick i hate my life <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so you guys are probably used to this by now, us saying, sorry, we're dumb. But are we, are, Why are we dumb? We're dumb because our last episode, we said we would see you all in Massachusetts. Oh, we I never learned that song in don't. elementary school, so I will not know. <laughs> we don't know the alphabet and uh, forgot about Maryland. R-S-T. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really did that. I almost started researching places in Massachusetts and then something about Maryland. Or I, I think I went to our board and I saw Maryland and said, what? <laughs> so I uh, had to quickly change gears and Whoops-a-daisy. we're in Maryland this week. You know what? It's still, it's all up there. Yeah. It's all up in the same area. So relatively, yeah. We were in Maine. Now we're in Maryland. Yes. <laughs> I suddenly have to sneeze. Oh, for God's sakes. Get it together. I don't and- think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. All right. So, Kelsey, you're going to tell us a little bit of history. So why don't you tell us where in Maryland we are? Indeed. So our haunted location this week is the Lookout Point. Lookout Point. Point lookout. Point lookout. What the heck? I, <laughs> I did know? lookout point too. And then I had to think about it. I was like, wait, wait. What did I what did I name this episode? It- <laughs> I definitely named this episode lookout point. On my recording. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix it when it goes to the thing. But um, whoops it It's point lookout. Point lookout. Mm-hmm. Is it there it is a handful of times right on my notes. So whoops. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway. 
Point Lookout is located in Scotland, Maryland. Wow. Mm-hmm. There's just too many Andes happens. Too many lands. Mm. <laughs> this but, land is your land. <laughs> oh, my God. This land is Scotland. So oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tried to go to our tried and true world, world population review for mm-hmm. the demographics of Scotland. And I don't know why, but it does not. Like, I looked up by city, I looked up by zip code, it's just like, no city found. Weird. Yeah, so I had to use point2homes.com. Sometimes I just go to Wikipedia, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) I thought about it. This website was kind of close to World Population Review, but it was missing a handful of things, one of which, like, we're just going to go ahead and say that it's white up there. I don't know. It didn't have the racial breakdown, which I thought was odd. Okay. There was a lot of like semi interesting, but like also I don't really care breakdown of like how many blue collar versus white collar workers and how um, many like high school versus GED versus bachelors versus associates. Know, and I'm like, okay. World population goes into that too. I just skip over it and grab the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Blue collars, the working ones, right? Yeah. Is it, oh gosh. Well, I can't remember it. I like how I was like, it doesn't matter, but now I want to know for sure. I don't know where it is. I can't remember whichever one. I think it's blue collar is like eighty six percent of this of this. Oh yeah, it is. It's like eighty six percent of Scotland is blue collar versus white collar, which is surprising when you hear some of the numbers coming up. So I, I don't know what kind of blue collar work they're doing. Fishermen, maybe. I don't know. It's got to be lucrative though. Mm-hmm. What is going on? What are you burping? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's the cereal. <laughs> Look, I have to cough so bad, and we still have probably at least 45 minutes left. I, die. It's, I had waffle crisp, though, so like that's, that's fun. Yeah, now that everybody <laughs> knows. Okay, let's get to the, the statistics here. The population of Scotland is 429. The nice. end. The, the 100, the end. Uh, with a median age of 58. Oh, she is old. Goodness she is an sakes. old soul. So, uh, this is broken down a little bit differently. I tried to put it back together in a way that's, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Cohesive. Not cohesive, but familiar with how we usually do it. Uh-huh. So apologies that it's out of order, but this is the best I could do. So 429 residents with a median age of 58. That's old AF. We know Goodness that the sakes. national average is about 36. Yeah. Okay. Um, of this, 51.52% are males, 48.48% are females, which given, I hate to say this, the blue collar numbers still make sense as well. Um, yeah. This was a weird breakdown. This was the closest I could get to your, you know, demographic, uh-huh. which is uh, U.S. born citizens make up 90.68%. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, non-U.S. born citizens account for 5.36. Additionally, 3.96% of the population is represented by non-citizens. So Okay. Okay. Uh, and then, th- like, just weird things. So there's 429 residents, and it says a total of 418 people in Scotland currently live in the same house as they did last year. Like, way to call out those 11 people for moving. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, that's, these numbers are so small. I'm like, it's kind of weird to point some of these things out. Right. 
like it talked about how many people were married versus single versus divorced and there was like 20 some odd people divorced i was like so we know who that is like <laughs> right thanks that's 10 to 12 couples cool yeah <laughs> Uh, there are a total of 228 households in Scotland, each made up of around two members per household. Basic math. Yeah. Um, although I did see a statistic today that says for every every one homeless person in the country, there are 28 homes without li- pe- without people, people living, living in, them. in them. Yeah. Now, are those livable homes or just? four walls and a roof standing somewhere because a lot of those homes are condemnable well not it's not even that they're condemnable it's probably partially that par- pa- pa- what <laughs> probably partially um you know rent being fifteen hundred dollars in a neighborhood that's impoverished <laughs> right, right, uh, right it could be a lot of factors people can't afford things it's all it's all one vicious cycle so either condemnable or this person's making 725 an hour because that is still somehow unbelievably the minimum wage uh which is 26 yeah which is twenty six thousand dollars a year <laughs> which is pathetic yes. sorry like that is not talking down to the minimum wage people. That is like pathetic on our country. No, I'm part. over here working two jobs and I have a podcast. Like I'm not talking down on people that are making not a lot of money because I'm not making a lot of money. Y'all know that by now. We're slamming the government here, not you. <laughs> Heck yeah. So yeah, 26000 a year and you expect people to buy homes. Even when rent is like 500 plus all utilities included, people are like, I don't know. I might have to get a second job. That's pathetic. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> uh, family establishments represent 75.44% of these Scotland households, while non-family units account for re- the remaining 24.56%. I don't know what that supposed to So I would say mean. married children versus just uh, like roommates. Well, not maybe not because it says here additionally 10.09% of households have children. Uh-huh. Uh, 89.91% of households are without children. That makes sense with such high blue collar jobs. Well, and that explains the really high median age. There's no children. Yeah. Darn near They've no children. They've all moved out. And, but well, what I was saying is like family unit. So if you are a married couple, you're a family unit versus this is my roommate. Mm-hmm. So. So the median value the medium home value with a mortgage uh is three hundred and ninety two thousand three hundred dollars welcome to maryland that i mean that makes say that tracks uh the median value so we're assuming like rental i don't know the median value without mortgage is four hundred and thirty one thousand six hundred this is the first city that is like almost the average good god which oh and the median housing costs per month eight hundred and eighty four dollars so like that's that's kind of vague it says median housing costs per month so Uh what are we talking here yeah i don't know but (laughs) uh, they can afford all of this because the average household income in scotland maryland is one hundred eight thousand eight hundred and twenty six dollars okay well, that would be household, so that is everyone in your house. So that could be two fifty thousand dollar people. Even still, that is double minimum wage. It is, yeah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so unfortunately, that's. I mean, that's the best I could get out of this website for the demographics. So that's what you get. 
That's fine. At least for the the city breakdown. Now we're going to get into, we're getting closer to the good stuff. We're going to point lookout. Point lookout. Yes. And this information, this first part of information is coming from uh, actually the DNR website for Maryland. So Mm. dnr.maryland.gov. Point lookout began as a part of St. Michael's Manor, one of three manors owned by Leonard Calvert, the first governor of Maryland Colony. In the 200 years leading up to the Civil War, it became a popular summer resort, complete with beach cottages, a large wharf. I like that word. I don't know. (laughs) I don't like that word. Uh, And a lighthouse. Sorry. With the advent of the war, people's attentions turned away from the recreation and the the area's summer resort owners began to suffer financially. Mm Boo-hoo. Sorry. sorry. I'm like, (laughs) I'm taking it out on the man now. I'm sorry your summer home isn't working out for you because of a war. How how selfish. Right. Uh, The U.S. government, needing a hospital to house casualties of the northern armies, leased the Point Lookout Resort. Hammond General Hospital was built and received its first Union Army patients on August 17, 1862. Early in 1863, the authorities ordered a small number of Confederate prisoners confined to the hospital grounds, most being Southern Marylanders accused of helping the Confederacy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not long after the Battle of Gettysburg, the federal government expanded the hospital's grounds and built a prison camp for Confederate soldiers. There there we go. Yeah. Uh, Point Lookout was close to the battlefields, yet isolated enough to make escape difficult. The site became officially known as Camp Hoffman, a rebel camp capable of holding 10,000 prisoners of war. Dang. Yeah. Three forts were erected to protect the prison, one of which, Fort Lincoln, still remains today. Wow. As the war progressed, additional prisoners were assigned to Camp Hoffman. In September 1863, 4,000 Confederates were being held at the camp, and by December, the number had more than doubled to 9,000. And by the following June, less than one year after the camp became the camp, more than 20,000 prisoners crowded the camp. God dang. Yeah, they were they were just raking them in. I guess. Come on in. <laughs> well, but don't, because it wasn't very good. Uh, Point Lookout was used mainly for enlisted men. Most officers were sent to Fort Delaware. During the prison's uh, operation, filth prevailed and wells became contaminated. Go, Go figure. figure. See? <laughs> Uh, Men literally froze to death in Sibley tents, which are rudimentary structures offering little protection from the elements. They were just given a tent in Maryland. No, right Mm -hmm. off the water. No, thank you. Uh Uh-huh. With but one blanket apiece and very little wood. They had to ration the wood. Man, that's when you swallow your pride and everyone, come on, little spoons, big spoons. Let's go and just make like a (laughs) circle of men. Heck yeah. Uh, with money scarce and boredom plentiful, the prisoners learned to occupy themselves making trinkets and many other useful articles out of various materials that were subsequently used for bartering purposes. Okay. I like how, for some reason, I don't like that it's like, with money scarce and boredom plentiful, it was a prison. Right. Like. <laughs> there shouldn't be that much to do. Right. Gosh, they're just so bored in prison. How? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, it's not like it was daycare and they had nothing to do. Like, <laughs> what in the world? At the end of the Civil War in April 1865, federal officials began transferring the Confederates south, and by late June, the last prisoners were gone. So it only was open, math, math, math. Like two years? For two years. Uh, but I mean, the Civil War wasn't very long, right? 
Oh, God. You don't Listen, ask we're d- me. I'm now outing ourselves on not <laughs> knowing our history again. Sorry. This doomed to repeat itself. There oh, we go. Lord. <laughs> oh, well, well, this is the end. At the end of Civil War, blah, blah, blah. I already said that they went south. There we go. In just under two years, out of 52,264 Confederates imprisoned at Point Lookout, between 3,000 and 8,000 men died. Goodness. Which, like, that's also a big margin for error. Like, there's a big difference between 3,000 <laughs> and 8,000. Civil War was four years long, from okay. 61 to 65. Oh, d- oh my gosh, duh, because the Confederacy lasted less time than almost anything in existence that's <laughs> i how could i have forgotten <laughs> i'm not gonna do it i'm just gonna keep reading <laughs> you know i want to though mm-hmm. uh today two monuments honor the memory of the prisoners who died there which i find interesting yeah that it's in maryland and the statues it's specifically to memorialize the prisoners who were confederates or yeah. Confederate sympathi- sympathizers. Right. I I don't know. Mm. Uh, the first was built by the state of Maryland and dedicated in 1876. The U.S. government followed suit, erecting the second monument in the early 1900s. I just... I don't... I mean, they were still men. I know. Maybe so they recognized, like, you were treated pretty poorly here and we're all still people. Well, it sounds like, as far as prisons go, that prison couldn't have been that bad if they were just hanging out well and that's actually um i took i have some more notes that i'm gonna read obviously but there was a section i can't remember if it's in this next chunk of notes or not that said um because it was at the end of all of it there were there had been fifty two thousand two hundred and sixty four confederate soldiers and even if you take the high number of eight thousand dying your odds of it said surprisingly your odds of dying were like significantly less being in prison than they were out on the field like a lot more people died you know by ratio right so like in ways they were kind of lucky i don't know their chances of living were much higher in prison Okay, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry, in 1965, a hundred years following the end of the Civil War, the Maryland State Forest and Park Service began development of Point Lookout State Park, and today the park compromises, comprises, I did that earlier, I said don't <laughs> say compromises, uh, comprises 1,064 acres, which is just about how much land I need for people to stop hearing my rooster crow. Oh my I'm so God. sick of this. Like, <laughs> I bought a little collar for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it doesn't hurt them. It literally, the way that roosters crow is they expand their diaphragm and then let it all go. That's why you see them like puff up. Uh-huh. And basically this collar just allows him to not expand his diaphragm further than normal. I thought I heard him. No, he's not wearing I... it. We oh. tried it and he backed himself into a corner like a cat and like started picking at it. And I was like, forget it. Just take it off. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm going to do it. And it was also really cold that day. So I'm like, we're just going to do it on another day when I have more patience. And today is not that day. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's a, uh, no one has complained, but I'm complaining. And that's all that <laughs> matters. He annoys me. <sighs> I don't know. Everyone in the world, he's, he's, they will never have to be surprised by anything he'll let them know if a leaf blows by he crows 15 times for every little inconvenience in their lives oh my god (sighs) anyway so this next section of notes is going to be coming from from where oh actually still uh the dnr maryland website so 
that first chunk, it's funny. I had to take just that little, I say little bit, because there were a lot of notes there, but I showed Megan about 80% of that page was haunted history. Like they really embrace it even on the DNR website. Mm -hmm. So then I somehow stumbled upon the just general history. (laughs) So, and it does cover more. I'm going to unfortunately reiterate a few things, but let's just get through it together. This is from the just history page, not the haunted history page of the DNR website. Uh, Point Lookout is a peninsula formed by the confluence of the Chesapeake Bay and the Potomac River. Do you ever just say a bunch of weird words and you're like, wow, I did that? That was me. (laughs) It attracted attention from the outset of English colonization in America. Captain John Smith, boo, explored the point in 1612. He was not the way that Disney portrayed him to be. Surprise, surprise, Disney lied about portrayals again. Mm. He was a big butthole. She was a child. Like, yeah. I don't know. We don't do that. Anyway, he explored the point in 1612. Whatever. We don't care. In 1632, it was included in King Charles I's grant to George Calvert, Lord Baltimore, which is like silly to say, but like (laughs) names come from somewhere. Right. Uh, But he was Lord Baltimore. Sir, do you know you're named after a city? Oh, well, (laughs) so it was King Charles I's grant to George Calvert, Lord Baltimore. Sorry, period. Then Calvert's younger son, okay, there we go. Then Calvert's younger son, Leonard, Maryland's first governor, claimed the point for his personal manor in 1634. Selfish. Wow. (laughs) During the American Revolution and again in the War of 1812, it was the subject of British raids and served as an American lookout point for a watchman to convey via post riders news of British fleet activity in the lower bay. Mm Mm-hmm. In 1830, the federal government erected a lighthouse on the tip of the point. This lighthouse, though modified, is still in existence, though it is no longer active. In 1857, William Cost Johnson, a wealthy Marylander, Marylander, uh, Mm. bought much of the land on the point to develop as a resort. Yay, capitalism. Yeah. (laughs) The Civil War intervened to disrupt Johnson's plans, and in 1862, following General George B. McClellan's unsuccessful campaign to capture Richmond, the federal government erected Hammond Hospital at the tip of the point. Uh, The ward buildings radiated in spoke fashion from a central bay. Wounded and sick soldiers began pouring in for treatment, so it started out as a hospital first. Yeah. Now more about prisoners, yay, which is probably... I am certain where a lot of the haunted history is going to come from, yes? Oh, well, let's find out. (laughs) Let's find out. Okay. (laughs) The following year, so the following year, so after 1862, the following year, which would make it 1863. (laughs) Why don't they just say that? Uh, I can't remember what I read three sentences ago. You can't (laughs) do that. Uh, After the Battle of Gettysburg, Union authorities started sending Confederate prisoners to Point Lookout for incarceration. This is where it gets a little reiterative. I don't know if that's a word, but sorry. (laughs) As the prisoner population swelled to 20,000 and more, a wooden-walled prisoner pen was constructed on the bay shore. The rebel captives were held inside and were given only tents for shelter. Exposure, disease, and starvation took their toll. Of the 50,000 men held at the point between 1863 and 1865, now according to this, which is on the same exact website but on a different page, it says nearly 4,000 died. Okay. So that is a far cry from 8,000. I don't know why they included that. I I mean, I guess because you never know, but like, stick to one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Ironically, however, okay, so it isn't here. Ironically, however, this death rate at 8% was less than half the death rate among soldiers who were in the field with their own armies. So, again, you almost wanted to be imprisoned at that point. Right. Oh, my phone did the rotate thing. There, okay. In 1864, (laughs) the Maryland Confederate General Bradley T. Johnson attempted a daring raid on the prison. Daring, I'm sure. Uh, His plan was to liberate the prisoners, arm them, and march on Washington as part of General Jubal Early's offensive. Intelligence of his plan reached Union authorities in time for them to make preparations. (laughs) Whoops, it is. Yeah. And Johnson abandoned his plan when the Confederate authorities found out that the plans had been published. Like, (laughs) how bad do you have... Like, don't tell anybody. I got a real cool... I got a cool idea, though. Uh, They published it. So, like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't going to do that. Um, quote, the bottom rail's on top now. And there's, like, no other reference, so I don't know what that's for. Okay. Um, among the Federal Army units to rotate from the front to serve as guards at Point Lookout were African-American soldiers of the USCT regiments or the United States Colored Troops. We have evolved. Yes. <laughs> Ironically, in some cases, these soldiers had occasion to guard their former masters, which led to instances of brutality or of kindness, depending on the nature of their relationship previous to the war. Like, how <sighs> how poopy that it's like, I'm defending you. I am, like, keeping you alive, and you're still going to punish me because I was your slave. Right. That's wonderful. Whatever. Uh, Sergeant Christian A. Fleetwood of the 4th USCT, a Baltimore native who had never been a slave, and a Medal of Honor winner for his bravery at the Battle of uh, Chapin's Farm in front of Richmond, and Sergeant Charles Douglas of the 5th Massachusetts Colored Cavalry, and son of Frederick Douglas, the noted black abolitionist, were among the soldiers rotating through Point Lookout. That's some pretty notable people. Yeah. Where did I go? Sorry, I'm like, so I can't read my own stuff. Elements of the Veteran Reserve Corps also served as guards, and in the hospital as orderlies and stewards. The 1st Regiment and 4th Regiment U.S. Volunteers were organized from galvanized Confederate prisoners at Point Lookout and shipped out from there for service in the West Fighting Indians. Sorry, this is, I don't know. Can we update the language on this, please? Yeah. Because I assume we are not talking about We're talking about Native Americans. Yeah. After the war, a benevolent society attempted to salvage government property on the point to support the establishment of a home for disabled Union Army and Navy veterans. The effort was not successful due to the unusual speed with which the government officials dismantled the facilities and sold the scrap. So, like, as soon as the war was over, they're like, let's just forget that this ever happened by. Yeah. And, um... That's basically what I had. There was another, I had another source that I'm not going to use though, but I showed Megan. It is very long and lengthy. And what really caught my eye was something about like dysentery and stuff. (laughs) It was just talking about the living conditions, which were far from stellar. Yeah. I wish I could, I wish I could remember where it was, but it talked about all the different, uh, crappy things that happened to them. It was like, I like how I was like, I liked that part. Where did that go? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, ma, ma, ma. I wanted to find it. Gosh darn. Wells. I'm so, now I'm like, I was like diarrhea, like jumped out at me immediately <laughs> reading these notes. God. So I know they're here somewhere. Uh, they just weren't good. So the conditions were really bad. Uh, oh, here, the back of the pris- 
The back of the prison was next to the bay. The prisoners were allowed a certain area to bathe, cool, wash wow. clothes, and find additional food such as clams, lobsters, and fish. Uh, fresh water for drinking was scarce and polluted. Wells supplied the water for the camps, but they proved too shallow and had iron and alkaline salts in them. Uh, so obviously that caused a lot of problems, aka the dysentery, the diarrhea, the whatever. They had to like eat rats and stuff. Like they weren't given mm. enough food or wood, so they had to ration out their wood for fire and for cooking. Uh-huh. And I think it said they were allowed like three meal or th- here it is. Rations were supposed to consist of two days of pork, and on the third day they would get beef. Uh, but they didn't always have that, so they had to, like, find rats and stuff to eat. Ugh. So it was just, uh, not great. But you know what? Boredom was plentiful there. Yeah. I just don't understand. Uh, but that's... <coughs> oh, there Sorry. we go. Besides <laughs> chronic diarrhea, dysentery, and typhoid fever had become epidemic, had become an epidemic at the camp while smallpox, scurvy, and the itch had become quite no. common. <laughs> they had their latrines and blah 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 it just wasn't good it was not good at all yeah uh so i don't blame the soldiers that did are you dying sorry i <laughs> no, like held fine. off as long as i could but it's i okay. had to it cough. happens to the best of us so point is the conditions were rough uh even though sadly you were twice as likely to live in this encampment yeah um the people that died were i mean the, i would guess vengeful spirits if they're there or which we're going to find out if they're there or not. Yeah. Or somebody's there. Something's there. Something's there <laughs> for sure. That's all I've got. That's the history. There's a whole... Man, it, go learn about the Civil War, lest it repeat itself. That's that's all i got to say about that. Right. Yeah. Girl, I'm freezing. I don't know about you. But no, when I... <laughs> this room cold. is cold. Like, it's the coldest room in the house, depending. Of course, like my bedroom is the coldest on the coldest night so this house is old 1917 whatever yeah my nose is like frozen (laughs) my bad get a blankie all right well let's find out about these spirits shall we i'm gonna try not to cough i we shall because just sitting in silence my throat started itching hopefully talking will like (laughs) make it not i don't know you want some dairy (laughs) (laughs) let's see (laughs) oh god it's already bad (laughs) I'm not going to cut it unless it gets bad. You all get to suffer too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I went looking for haunted history, of course. Go figure. And one place I like to touch on or I like to look at sometimes, just when, if doing a quick Google search doesn't produce anything for me, I need instant, I need instant gratification. So I go to YouTube. I'm like, well, let's see if anyone has done investigations. Right. Yelp there. reviews have kind of come in uh, handy lately and They've things come in like clutch. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to YouTube and I had to go nowhere else. I stayed on YouTube and got really? all my information from there. That's what happened with that one location for me. I can't remember. Oh, gosh, darn. Why am I drawing a blank on what it was? <laughs> it was like a school. Uh, uh, oh, uh, <gasps> That was a good one, and I can't remember what it was. Holy yeah, crap. Because there were some really good EVPs and stuff in that. Yeah. Hmm. Man, I don't was know. Was that in Kentucky? I don't know. No, maybe. I oh. don't know. We'll figure <laughs> okay. it out. Um, all right, so I go to YouTube, and I started looking up Haunted Point Lookout. And sure enough, there's 
plenty of information on there. And one YouTuber that I found actually has been there several times and just kept going back because they kept finding stuff. And I really focused on one of their videos for... Uh, I watched a couple of their videos. Some of them ranged from like eight minutes to 30 minutes. Right. So... um. I really focused on one that looks like it may have been their second trip there, but the YouTuber is Fixed Image. Okay. Is I also name. like that we n- don't usually overlap. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people out there doing this. It's just cool to see all these yeah. uh, investigators, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, this video that I'm going to be talking about was posted about four years ago, so 2018, give or take. Um, I want to say it was in the summertime. Uh, cause I could, you could just tell by the bug sounds cause oh we're Midwestern. Yeah. So I, even though this is the Midwest, the yes, I like, did. Oh. <laughs> I said it's July. So no, it really, I think he said <laughs> so it's it was like July 13th, 14th, 13th. It was July 31st. <laughs> actually. <laughs> anyway, I wish I would have guessed. I wish I would have guessed it. Oh, well. And uh, you know what? I, I'll go ahead and talk about theirs first. I'll just read it in order because I almost wanted to save his for the end. But I'll go ahead and talk about it. And you'll have some pictures to look at here in a moment. Yes, let so me grab that. Get ready. Um, okay, so I already said they've been there several times. And Lookout Point is located at Chesapeake, Chesapeake Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that the first time they went there, I didn't watch the very first video, but they said the first time they went, they had weird feelings immediately getting on the grounds. And I like that they said the thing that we always reiterate with feelings is that... Um, Your feelings are valid. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily paranormal, but I just had this gut feeling that something wasn't right. So maybe that means something. And I'm like, it does. I was like yelling at the video. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he said. I'm looking ahead. I'm sorry. I said, quit. No, I suddenly ha- I'm like looking at these. I'm like, there's nothing here. Oh, yeah, quit sneaking. Sorry. All right, so um, I will explain. Okay. Anyway, he said he had weird feelings the first time he went, so he decided to go back because it just kind of stuck with him, and he couldn't. He felt like there was more there, and he was missing it, so he kept going back. Which we've had places like that where I'm like, I just I need to go back there at some point. I, you know, which one we want to go back to, and it stresses me out. Oh, I know the thought of going back to it makes me sick. Well, because like, it's about this time of year too. We went around November, right? No, it was like January, beginning of the year. It was freezing and snowy and. Bleh. Yeah, maybe because I'm cold right now, but it's just making me feel like we should go soon. Chitty. I just burped. Sorry. <laughs> Guys, this is a gross pod. This is now explicit content. <laughs> okay, so um the the big thing in this video, which it, this video was like 27 minutes long. I did not watch like the last 5 minutes because truthfully, it was just him freaking out for, <laughs> and just he kept talking about how uh crazy what he experienced in this video was. He did mark at about 14 minutes and 56 seconds in. He believes he caught an EVP. Okay. I did listen to it a couple of times. He didn't really enhance it or do the thing where they play it back over and over. Mm-hmm. It's just, I. The only reason I knew it is because I went to the comments and he had pinned his comment that said at this second marker you'll hear this. At this second marker you'll see this. Okay. And Otherwise he did not put any like 
anything on the video itself. Like, didn't cut into the yeah. video to say, here, you're you're going to hear something crazy. Yeah, no, he did not. So, at 14 minutes, 56 seconds, you hear what, to me, are, um, it sounds like they're saying, I'm here. Mm-hmm. When he he's looking around, he ends up sitting on a bench and looking out over the water, and he's asking questions like, "Are you a soldier? Uh, do you know you're dead? Why haven't you moved on? Things like that." Right. And he's looking around the grounds, and he kept asking, like, you know, if you're here, just tell me you're here. Talk to me. And then at one point, you hear it's like a whisper, but it sounds like someone says, "I'm here." Mm-hmm. So. That sounds intelligent to me. Right. Um, but then the big draw on this video was at 18 minutes and 55 seconds. Now here comes the pictures, which they did upload out of order. So I will explain what you're looking okay. at. So there's one of the forts. Kind of looks like a shed. It's pretty small. Yes, it is that white that one? white building back there. Yes. Okay. The, the one kind of centered. Oh, so, that one. Yes, okay. that's the one you're looking at as a little shed by the fort. I don't know what you, he kept calling it a fort, but it looks pretty darn small, like an outhouse. I mean, <clears throat> from the sounds of it, that's probably a fort. Yeah, so, okay, I believe the very first picture of the, the fort that you see, you'll notice that the door is open. It's cracked open. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's cracked open. Yes. And he kept looking over at it and he's like, I don't feel comfortable. The door shouldn't be open right now. Like, right. I don't know who, cause it's all locked up. They, they do tours and stuff, but it should be locked up. And he's like, this door's open. And he kept saying, he's like, I feel like I should go over there, but I also feel really sick about going over there. Like, I don't want to. Right. Um, and then he pans his phone over to the water. Like he, if this over here was... He's pointing at the shed. He goes over here to the water. And then as he's turning his phone, he doesn't catch it on camera, but he freaks out. He's like, Bleh! the very last picture, um, that door is shut. It is. It is shut. It, yeah, there's not <clears throat> even a crack. Like No, it's solid shut. And he heard it or saw it and turned his phone in time and said, oh, my God, the door just shut. And I paused it and took a screenshot. And it is shut. You mm-hmm. can tell. That's my screenshot that I took. Yeah. Um, he takes off running. And he's like freaking out like, <laughs> oh, my God. And he's running down the path. And he kind of takes this curve. And he's hiding um, down around the drive. And he's just trying to catch his breath. He's like, oh, my God. I don't know if I got that on camera. But that door just shut. I'm going to pee my pants. And he's like <laughs> freaking out. And he said, I know I have to go back there. But I don't want to go back there. So he kind of like hypes himself up on camera. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I'm going to walk back. So he walks back down the trail. And he's talking about how uh, he's like, he left some of his equipment. He's like, I have to go back and get my equipment. And then I'm leaving. I can't stay here any longer. Yeah. So he does not even address the fact that while he's walking back, he's still recording. If you want to catch uh, that third image that's kind of in the middle, it's a little more clear than the other two. Uh, yeah. Okay. The door is open again. And that is at a later time. Yes. And he doesn't address that? No. He's like so startled and shook up that he's just grabbing his equipment. And he's like, I have to go. And his phone catches it or what his camera catches it and the door's open and he doesn't even address it so the first one is this one Uh, like i think that is the the second one actually because it's blurry so it's uh we're he sorry we're here there's the still where he's looking at it he turns the the next one 
go the other way. That's the door shut where he sees it. He's like, no, and takes off. And then he comes back. See, because that one looks really blurry and not great quality. Yeah. Is because he was in motion and he was really just like grabbing his stuff That's and leaving. That's the one where he didn't notice? No. Or he didn't mention it. That's why. Okay. So the series of events is one, two, three. Three. Gr- Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I noticed first was the wide open door. I say wide open. My my big butt's not squeezing through that crack still, but like <laughs> no. very open. But yeah, so that was the big draw on this one is that the door was open, which it shouldn't have been in the first place. And then it shut while he was standing there. And when he, he just walks around the corner and he's gone for maybe a minute. And he's like, I have to go back and walks back and the door's open again. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um. His videos are pretty good. Like I said, he has a couple. He's been to Point Lookout a few times. So, again, that YouTuber is Fixed Image. If you want to check his videos out, people seem to really like them. So, And I did link the YouTube video there. So, if you want to go back and check it out yourself, you can. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll share. I'll probably share it on our social medias. Okay. Okay. So, the next video that I'm going to cover is from um oh my gosh i didn't write down the name of i'm just gonna click on the link honestly and then i'm gonna (laughs) shut it up really fast okay it is uh, okay i had to make sure i had my sound turned down (laughs) Uh, well it's not booking.com at hotels and travel i'll tell you that gosh darn it unexplained cases is the name of this youtube channel okay and he does kind of voiceover work while he's flashing pictures and then he actually did a little bit of an investigation himself himself so he gives it history and what other people claim is haunted there or haunted happenings Mm -hmm. so there have been claims of a man's spirit from one of the ship incidents i don't know if there was a shipwreck or something he just said ship incident Hmm. Uh, there's been claims of a man's spirit that he will knock on the lighthouse door during storms. Gross. Because people did used to inhabit the lighthouse and mm-hmm. like people have you ever lived been, on the grounds. I know you just went to Michigan for just that wedding. Did you get to go anywhere other than the wedding? No, it was very like high by situation. I feel yeah. terrible. Well, that's a, you'll have to go. Some, have you been in a lighthouse before? No. I just feel like... Not a legit lighthouse, no. I've been I've been in a number of them at this point, like, <laughs> hair flip, but <laughs> yeah. um, all I know is if I were in that, and I imagine, like, there's no electricity. A lot of them, there is electricity now because they uh, do yeah. tours and stuff, but imagine, like, all the lights off and you're just in this, like, one-room thing with, like, a very steep, narrow um, staircase up to the, the light. Yeah. And if I was in there... And I heard someone knock on that door. And, like, you see the locations of some of these. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Absolutely not. And spe- I would run to the tip and be like, here's where I die. <laughs> so Specifically, it's storms that you hear him knocking. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people claim that they have seen him on the beach during really bad storms. They'll see a man standing on the beach. Mm, it's giving me a midnight mass vibes. Yes, yeah. Oh, gosh, I could... Y'all, I obsessed over that show. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> I swear, I did this at work not too long ago. Uh, he said that people have also heard heavy footsteps, books have flown off the shelves, and they'll also get whiffs of bad odors. Well, shower, dang. <laughs> like, 
there was a psychic medium. Her name was Nancy Stallings. I'm sure her name is still Nancy Stallings. She's not like it's yeah. not that long ago. Right. But she is a medium with the Maryland Committee for the Cyclical Research. Okay. Uh, anyway, so she went to the house and there is a picture of her, which if you look, it's my fourth picture there of her yeah. standing in a bedroom by herself asking questions, doing uh, a session. Of course, she's standing by herself. Yeah. Now, if you look to the left, there is an arrow. There's a helpful arrow. Well, I was looking exactly where that arrow was pointing. I was like, I would have to squint really hard to make that grainy image be anything. But it's like pointing to an entire mass. Mm, Oh, it's a... So what it looks like, and they broke it down, it looks like... like, oh, sorry. Just a man. Well, the way they describe it, it... They said it's a man who appears to be in Civil War garb. Yeah, you can Mm -hmm. see his belt. Like, he's in, not like, I wouldn't say combat stuff, but more like his, what is the military blues? I don't know what you call them. Yeah. In whatever Whatever they called it at the time. But it actually, he looks more relaxed than you think. So it's a foot crossed over the other leaned up against the wall okay i see now you to see me, that it almost looks like he was walking in realized she was getting her picture taken he's like oh sorry oop. and he did no. the midwest oop thing out of the way no it's almost like he's got one hand in his back pocket now you can't see the other half of him but it's I see, like but he's, he's just straight he's against, just straight chilling yeah and he's got one leg crossed over the other she was the only one standing in that room when that picture was taken like you can even see the the creases in, in the his pants, pants. Mm-hmm. you can see where it comes up to the zipper and then where the shirt covers that and up to the belt yep like you can see everything you can see the the shadow and the elbow where the his bend arm is the bent elbow. yeah mm-hmm. you can see everything yes that's in a bedroom she's by herself you would think that was a mannequin yeah honestly mm-hmm. so that is nancy stallings a picture of her that's icky other? It's, cool. it's cool i don't know those are the things that you're like you i say you want to happen like yeah well as investigators like that's the stuff you're like you dream about you're like ooh. well and backing up a little bit to fixed image video that's the one thing he just kept like saying because he's just out of breath and he's so in shock about what just happened he just keeps saying oh my gosh this is the stuff like I've heard of these things and I've seen other people's videos. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this. In re- and that's what almost made me. I believed him. His shock and surprise was real. He just kept saying like, I don't understand. I've always, this is what I've always wanted. And it happened. And now I'm like freaking out. Uh-huh. Well, that's, I would say, I feel like a lot of people aren't willing to admit that the majority, easily the majority of investigations don't turn up a ton of things. Mm-hmm. That's why like, that's kind of why we started this pod. We started this podcast because we go to a lot of haunted places anyway. Right. But like recognizing that not everything is either going to be haunted or you're not going to experience everything that everybody talks about. Everybody's experience is different. It depends on how much you want it, how susceptible you are, how whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, it's we've done so many investigations, but we still like there are a handful of times where it's like that's the stuff that you hear about and it never happens to you Uh uh-huh we've had a couple of those what was it there was something i was thinking about i'm like one of our investigations we did i said the more i think about it 
it's actually really unsettling. Like, I don't know if we really processed it in the moment, what happened. And now I can't remember which place it was. Hopefully I'll come, I'll remember it here. I was say, it wasn't the faceless nun, was it? With the window? No. I mean, that's Surprisingly, still... <laughs> like, that yeah. should shock me more than it did. But, um, gosh darn it. I, uh, I'll have to think of it, which okay. investigation it was. But, um... Anyway, so here's some other claims. It's I'm like trying to think at the same time that we'll I'm talk, reading. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to make me mad. Okay, here's some other claims. They said that teenagers had stopped, uh, were at the park, and they stopped a park ranger one time to tell him that they saw a man dressed in Civil War era uh, clothing, and he was carrying a rifle with a bayonet on it, and he was patrolling inside the fenced lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And the uh, obviously they don't it no there was nobody there doing that right there shouldn't have been anyway um one of the park rangers themselves that that works there and patrols that area actually reported that he saw a Confederate soldier several times running across the road near where the camp hospital once stood they could see him running towards the hospital mm-hmm. my that to me sounds residual well, if he yeah. saw it several times it's he's just repeatedly running to the hospital for something dang that would suck that if mm-hmm. that's what you're stuck in a loop doing yeah it's actually really sad like if that's the case hopefully someone could help that person move on if that's legitimate right like I don't know because he's obviously like his friend or himself. He's like, reliving something awful if he's running to the hospital, is my guess. Mm-hmm. It's actually super sad when you put it that way. Yeah. Um, a group of fishermen were driving in the area and they actually thought that they hit a guy. It was early in the morning and all of them felt the impact, slammed on the brakes. They get out of the car and there's nothing there and there was no damage to the vehicle. Mm hmm. I'm wondering if it was that same dude running across the street. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, a park employee once saw a, a bunch of white tents lined up in the middle of the road. So you talked about the prisoner tents. Yeah. He said it was just a, a group of tents. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they were gone. I just don't like that. I don't no. know. That's weird. Yeah. To I don't know. See, I didn't I'm know. I'm over here think, picturing like a farmer's market. Well, and that's when I wrote that down. I'm like, that sounds really weird. That doesn't make sense. But now that you've told me the history part of it, that's the prisoners' camp is what that sounds like. Yeah. Um, there was a guy. His name is Doctor Hans Holzer, mm-hmm. and. He conducted an investigation. It was about 20 years ago, so between 2001 and 2002. And they said they got 24 different EVPs during their investigation. If only, man. Um, There's actually quite a few people who claim they have EVPs from this place. I tried to just, like, figure some of them out. Yeah. Um, this one that i included (laughs) it's in his video he's actually recording he couldn't go into the lighthouse because it was closed off for tours so Mm -hmm. there shouldn't have been anybody in there and he's standing on the porch and he's giving some history about the dr holzer and there are other people on the beach around him um not close to him but kind of in the distance enough that you could sort of hear their whispering so i'm 
hesitant to say this is a legitimate EVP. He said he had like three different um, people look at it. I don't know. And they were supposed to be experts in their field. And they all believe it is a woman's voice and it is an EVP, but they can't really decipher what she's saying. Mm-hmm. To me, it sounds naughty. Um, oh, it sounds like she's saying, oh, crap, but not oh, oh crap. Okay. <laughs> but another medium who listened to it said it sounded like she was saying, um, I... Uh, what did I didn't write it down for some reason, but something about I can't get back or get back something like that. Mm-hmm. It's so fast. I'm like I don't hear that at all. Even just try. I I tried mm-hmm. and I could not hear whatever the heck she said it was. I was like, no, it sounds like she's saying, oh crap. <laughs> next <laughs> right. to his next to his a shoulder. little more concise than that. <laughs> yeah, and he did use an EMF where he sat it up against the glass window of the lighthouse on the outside, of course. And he was asking questions and the EMF kept spiking. And they talked about how there is a ghost there. People believe there is a a spirit there by the name of Maggie. Okay. And he thinks it may have been Maggie communicating with him. So, um, there was a lot more that I could have grabbed. Of course, you said you found that whole list of stuff on, the oh, DNR website, yeah, yeah. Uh, other people's um, EVPs that they found. Some of it I couldn't, and I think I was reading, it was on the DNR website. I skimmed through what you had. I'm like, honestly, I have enough that I can cover what I've got. But some of the EVPs that they said they had were long. It wasn't just like two words. It was like full-on sentences. Yeah. Um. Gosh, let me see. I'm going to try very quickly to pull up the YouTube video that I watched earlier. Okay. Because it did give uh, a couple of EVPs. I want to say it's this one here. So Well, here, I actually, on the DNR website, Holzer's team successfully recorded 24 different voices in the building, both male and female voices singing and talking, often using quite colorful language. Yes. Yeah, so that's why I'm, like, not surprised if we caught someone saying, oh, shoot. Like, Yeah. <laughs> um, like, here's some of them. I don't know if you're going to play them, but I'm guessing this is some of the EVPs. Uh, one comment, f- or one EVP, fire if they get too close to you. See, that's what I'm talking about. These uh, are... Was thought to reference the great number of Confederate soldiers in prison nearby. A female voice recorded on the tower staircase and believed to be that of Ann Davis, wife of the first keeper, spoke of my home. Quote. Mm-hmm. Yet another voice said, quote, let us, my gosh, let us not take objection to what they are doing, is an EVP they captured. Now, that seems so crazy, but it's at like the same were, time. Like, my two-year-old daughter said, this is absolute <coughs> nonsense, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, no, they didn't. It makes me think of, I mean, really, that's not a far cry from the stuff we got at the Rotary Jail. Correct. Yeah. That was a full-blown sentence. Yeah. Snarky. (laughs) Huh. Well, I'm going to see... I don't know if we want to play this video on camera or if we want to put in some music here and you can listen to it. Go ahead and try to play it into the microphone. We'll see how it works. Okay. Give me just a second to... Because he talks a little bit. 
it, oh, it's fixed image again. He shared this. He found stuff from a website uh, where people share their EVPs. Oh, I know you well, could probably... that's convenient. I know. And I said, where is this website? <laughs> I just can't believe that there's an EVP of let us not take objection to what they are doing. Like, what in the world? Okay. Mm. And sorry, there's like awkward. I'm trying to get to where he... This video is only three minutes long, but... Oh, no, it's okay. Well, while you're trying to find it, it also says, like, lighthouse visitors, including Dr. Holzer's team, have experienced chilly air in parts of the building, uh, rotten smell emanating from one particular room. Uh, oddly, as soon as Dr. Holzer made public his belief that the smell was from the tormented spirits of people who held people held there against their will, those falsely accused of spying or having Confederate sympathies, the smell disappeared. Like, once he stated it. Yeah. So... I believe I've got the, the point in the video. Hold on. Here we go. I'm afraid of falling down the stairs and hurt myself. That scream? That scream. That what? was one. Yes. Okay. This is in the picture of Nancy Stallings, so I don't know if it was during that investigation. It might just be that is a background image for it. Maybe. But like. Yeah, that's one. Uh-huh. I'll try to enhance that. Do you hear that and woman's that, yeah, voice? Yeah, that's not someone. They said Lorraine was killed by John. I, that sounded like someone trying to interject during yeah. something. I'll play that one more time. And again, it's, I mean, it's one, now that I've told you, but it is pretty clear. This sounds silly, but sound also comes out of here. Sometimes I listen to my phone through that. Instead, it seems louder. Okay, let's try again. And it's even like, it's weird because it's like a southern accent. You hear like, Lorraine was killed by John. Yeah. Like it sounds just like that. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. That one was really light. Uh, it said Maryland. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't even hear that in, in person. <laughs> so um, here we go. I I backed up. That's Lorraine okay. by John. Did you hear it? A tiny that was bit. Maryland. I was. I don't know if I can pull that out on the mic, but I don't want to turn up too loud and have like a lot of distortion. Okay, this one. Oh, I is don't care. Really fast. Whoa! What? Okay, so the first thing you heard was, "Oh my god, you didn't know that." That was an EVP. Oh, went, and he's, oh my god, you didn't know that. It sounded like someone skeptical. Well, yeah, it sounded like someone today, like. If you're like, oh, this happened. Oh, my God, you didn't know that. Like, it sounded yeah. like that emphasis. I'll do it one more time. And then it does play really fast. The next one after that is Get Out. Okay. There's Marilyn. Ooh. Yeah. That one was Lori, I Have to Face Them. That's... These are, like, just sound like people there. Like, this isn't a matter of you get the garbled, yeah. our infamous haze, well, <laughs> which are still, listen, those are still clear, but whatever. Now, this is the last one I'm going to play for you. I'll tell you what it is, what you're hearing after the fact. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
That was the empty basement. And it sounds oh. like people are chanting. Yeah. That, it sounded like a song. Yeah. Or that, like a camp thing. That was taken in the basement with no one in it. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> All that sound, that it sounded like chanting, there's no one in there. My back hurts. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm so upset my back hurts. Um, this one is someone saying help. Did you hear it? It was really quick. Help. Oh, I was I was thinking it was like a... I heard that emphasis, but I for some reason was waiting on like a higher pitched voice. No. Um, but that's all the ones they included in that video. The chanting is the one that gave me goosebumps at the end where it was like very clearly it sounded like multiple people chanting mm-hmm. and it said this was taken in the empty basement it sounded like to me it's the vibe of like everyone's getting to get work here's your second meal of the day that might be pork might be rat and you're all waiting in line just waiting to yeah. eat and talking and bubbing around i don't know yep that's what like that is a made-up word i don't know <laughs> now i it's our favorite phrase. We love to hear it, but this is supposedly the most haunted lighthouse in America. I mean, like given uh, those EVPs. <laughs> yeah. I actually when when me and Maddie went on a vacation with her family to Michigan, uh, I think it was Point Betsy mm-hmm. we stopped at. Um, was haunted as well. She actually, I almost bought a shirt, and they give haunted lighthouse tours up in Michigan. Yeah. Um. But I didn't go, so... Oh, rip. Anyway... Or get the shirt, because I don't know why. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. That's what I have (laughs) on this place. And there was so much more that we could have covered, but uh, we're going to wrap it. I'm going to wrap it up there. Wrap it up before I sneeze, because it just came full circle. I don't know (laughs) what's happening. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's under Maryland, which... Nice. Also, side note, Maryland's flag is really cool. Your state flag, I like it. Oh. It's very intricate. I guess I'll have to look at you it. You don't know what it looks like? I guess not. What? How do you not? It's it's like a, I don't even know how to explain it. It looks like a soccer team's flag or something oh. like that, but it's definitely, does Maryland have a soccer team? That sounds so freaking stupid. What? <laughs> Everyone's listening to this like, you dummy. We're so ignorant. <laughs> Leave us I, Stop. Well, because you know, you know, Indiana's is blue with the torch and the flag. Here's Ma- Maryland. What in, what the what? Yeah. It's Looks like, like some Harry Potter BS. They, okay, maybe that's what I was going for. Maybe I meant Quidditch and not soccer. <laughs> no, I like, I don't know. I like their flag. It's a, it is pleasing to the eye, but also because my favorite colors are red and black and we're really close. And I see Hufflepuff on there. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> um, Yeah, Maryland was fun. Yeah. You know? The history, it... The history's dry if it's you're not into dry. the Civil War stuff, but yeah. like it give it gives you a very uh, good backdrop for the creepy stuff. Yeah, it helps make sense of some of the stuff that I've read now and I've shared with you guys. So yeah. now next week we're also for, not in Massachusetts. We're not because no, no, it is a listener episode. Oh well, my our gosh. personal experience. I don't even know what we call it anymore. But it's going to be the first of the Something month next month. Something different, first of the month. <laughs> so, and then we will be in Massachusetts. Eventually we're going to be now. in Massachusetts. <laughs> We've done this. Christ. Okay. Well, that's it. 
Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, I'm going to go eat more cereal. I'm going to go cough my lungs up. (laughs) No, no, I'm going to eat chili. Oh. It's mm. actual dinner time now. Nice. Amen. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsothesaypod. If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find Or So They Say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.